0: Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello, everyone. Brett Freeman. Hey, everyone. And back from the dead, Zach Cody. Where am I? What? Where am I? I don't know this place. Do you even remember how to play X Wing? Is it like Lord of the Rings?
1: No. Zach, you're, you're across the Western Sea in uh, Valinor.
0: Yes, I am. I've crossed over. <sighs> this nerd has taken some time off to play Lord of the Rings and decided now that the points are out, he wants to come back. So, we'll welcome him back for now. But Yay. so uh, we had a little bit of a snafu, we had a pre uh, episode ready for you guys uh, this past Sunday of what we thought the points previews were going to be, and the file got corrupted, so that never happened. So we are recording tonight's special, we usually don't record Thursday night, so here we go. We're going to record and tell you what we think of at least the first three factions for X-Wing, and we'll give a little bit of the points and the rules reference that have changed. So why don't we jump right in and start right off the bat. We have... The tractor beam fix or change or whatever that you wanted to say. So, after a okay, so this is kind of specific. It's after a tractor beam moves a ship, they can then that ship that got tracted can rotate that ship 90 degrees. So, like, let's say the Nantex ensnares you and it ro- moves you forward, you can then rotate your ship 90 degrees to be basically facing the Nantex or getting in a position that you want to be. Uh, at the cost of a stress. It fixes the problem of a Nantex basically like flying you all around and then uh, like arc dodging you and moving your ships around. So you can still try to get arcs. And uh, I mean, going back uh what I was saying about quad jumpers, you, if they're going to be throwing you, right? So you're uh, like hitting a rock or anything along those lines, you can now turn out of the way so that you aren't smacking that rock or debris or gas cloud, or anything along those lines. So what do you guys think?
2: Uh, it seems like a really good change to, to make it so you're not just, you know, getting arc dodged nonstop by these tractoring ships. Um, and I, I think it's going to make not bringing rocks a much better option if uh, tractoring mechanics become very prevalent because uh, right now it seems like the main way they'll be able to deny you a shot is to just uh, get you on a rock.
0: That's true. Um, Jonathan, what were you gonna say?
1: I think it's uh, for me, it's a little hard to picture it until it's on the table. you know it's um, the other sort of ideas people were throwing around with like the spending the token, I could sort of picture that, but it's a little harder to head sim this. I think um, it's good that it gives the person who's tractored uh, some agency and what they can do. It means that you can't tractor someone and arc dodge them or you know because they can always rotate to face you. So it'll definitely make Nantexes at least like they might make a Nantex player think twice about moving you. Um,
2: You also don't have quite as big of a fear of getting tractored into a position that's going to take you off the board the next turn. Um, Just because, you know, you can now make sure you're facing a different direction. Whenever I'm playing against something with a tractor mechanic, I know like range one of, of the board edge is kind of just no man's land for the whole game. Um, because you don't want to take that risk of getting put in a really bad spot. So this sort of helps with that as well.
0: Sure. And one of the other things, I know they even mentioned it on stream, of something that you have to spend a tractor token to possibly move the ship, where I kind of like this a little bit better, because then it leaves that mechanic open of the negative one agility dice. um, That is pretty much, I think, the best use of this tractor mechanic um, overall. That you're still getting that as opposed to having to move it around.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty neat fix that I definitely would not have thought up on my own, um, and I, I do think I like it a lot better than the the tractor, like spending the tractor token because uh, it, it was really tough to figure out how something like that would play out on a nantex that's essentially tractoring two ships
0: right and and the other thing about that is that like now you as the person tractoring your opponent, you're now gonna have to sit there and kind of decide if you even want to move the ship that like you are gonna give it that uh token, but it's gonna be like, am I gonna open up all these possibilities for my opponent or am I just gonna let them keep the token and not move it which i th- I think that was the right call on their part um any any final thoughts on t- tractor? narratively how is this
3: supposed to be working what's the fluff behind turning my ship while tractored
0: so like let's say you're like tractored by the death star and you're trying to get away and you're just like oh no blah, i can't get away but i can kind of pivot
1: like and you're like hitting your engines yeah hey yeah you're like
3: but the falcon couldn't do that it's got like the best engine in the galaxy it's a hunk of junk <laughs> That's it. yeah you're I- a hunk of junk
1: I think the uh, Death Star's tractor beam is a little bit more powerful than a NanTex's.
3: Yeah, probably. maybe a little bit. Probably, probably it's a smidge. So is the NanTex dead? Is it just dead? No, is it? Uh,
0: no, I think. No I, mean, I think an I six. I mean, what is sun fact? Fifty two, fifty four points. Because um, the NanTex isn't in hyperspace either. I'm um, in snare. I'm sorry. Um, isn't in hyperspace. So, I think people might bring it just to bring, you know, an an i6, if that's the way they want to go. Like, I mean, there's so many possibilities out here. Like, I know the first thought in everyone's mind with this points update is, can we take the list that we've been flying and see how much better they can get? But I think the right mentality going into this is... Can I find the new lists? And I think there's definitely going to be a huge splurge of new lists coming out. And I think that's the right way to go. And like I think SunFac, um, any of these could possibly, you know, be that way to go. Just, you know, they're they're cheap otherwise. Like it's a fifty four point Nantex, um, I6. I six. I think that's the right way, as opposed to trying to find points for ensnare.
1: I mean, the challenging thing, though, is he can only reposition by tractoring himself, and without ensnare, they can never get rid of it.
2: But if you put Gravitic on there, I mean, your odds of uh, yeah. of getting two evades are, are pretty solid at that point. So it, it reduces your total evade potential, but it gets you a little more consistency. I mean, it, it's definitely worth playing around with, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I don't point. think it's dead on water, but um, it, it's definitely something to mess around with, and I, I think someone... Might possibly come up with the the right list for it.
1: Yeah, I can see what you mean. I guess it would draw a lot of uh, aggro. You know, if someone sees uh, Churtech or Sunfak, you know they want to shoot it and can distract them from the rest of your list.
0: Yeah, I mean Churtech's thirty nine points. It's kind of like that's an I four that can do shenanigans. Um, it, I, it might be. Oh, I guess Churtech kind of wants a snare with his ability. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've always wanted to mess around with these things with a without putting ensnare on there. I mean, burrower might be one of the things to go to with uh them losing the what is it called the bell in hyperspace that this thing can kind of act as its own um, act as its own tactical relay without having a tactical relay on the field. Like that, that's something that I might be considering doing. Um, but anyway, let, let's move on to the next rules s- subject. We have composure that no longer can be... It basically works like advanced sensors where you, as soon as you do that focus action, you can no longer do another action on your action bar, or any action, I should say. Um, so it basically kills a couple things. It kills Snap Wexley... Uh, what else? It's gonna kill Von. I'm not gonna kill Von Reg, but Von Reg's. Everyone right off the bat was saying just staple composure to the uh, Von Reg's tie to basically do the barrel, fail the barrel, get the focus and the target lock. Um, so they fixed that real quick, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I feel a little bit bad for Snap, but you know, I guess he died, so it's fine.
2: And and it just sort of future proofs it going forward. You know, right. In case they had other other ships out there they don't want to always have to be worrying about this the stupid card they made to try and help new players. It's just going to ruin the game.
1: No, right. it, uh, it also affects uh, Sabine.
2: Yeah, it definitely affects Sabine. Um, so it affects
1: Cooper and no one else. <laughs>
0: does, does he even play X-Wing
1: anymore? He's not listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically
3: he plays more than me. I can't make that joke anymore. Yeah,
1: um, yeah well, it, Good. It's interesting. I think this is the second time they've had to change the rules around composure because of composure. What was the first time? So before, when you linked into a red action, I think if I remember correctly, right at the very beginning of the game, when you linked into a red action, you uh, if you failed, you didn't take a stress.
2: Correct, and they they had to change that like week one. I want right. to say. Right. Yeah, they, they. I remember them checking that real quick
1: because I remember I would put um you could put composure onto like uh, like an A wing. And then um, you could target lock and then boost, fail a boost, and then get a focus token.
0: All right. Um, Yeah, so that's a simple fix. I I mean, I'm glad they did it. It's not going to just one point auto-include for all the new TIE Fighters that are coming out or the TIE Interceptors, whatever they're called. Um, So, yeah, future-proofing for this next wave is definitely a plus uh, and then there was one more, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, what is it? Uh, this gas is clouds. I, gas clouds, the big one, why did I forget that one? So gas clouds now are if you roll over a gas cloud, you roll an attack dice and you take a strain token on a hit or a, was it a crit or was it a hit, I'm sorry. A hit
2: or a focus. Hit so or now- a focus. Yeah, five eighths of the time, so they have the highest chance of a negative consequence of all the obstacles compared to before where they had no downside.
0: Right. Um, I like this because it's kinda of like it adds that evade result, but at the same time is now taking away that evade result. Um especially with aces and, you know, Jedi that kinda of rely on these gas clouds, it's gonna give like your opponent basically one free shot at this mathematically I, I think it gives a one free shot at that ship so they they can't just be protected by these things any uh any any thoughts on these do, do you think it's finally about time that we finally have this interaction yes
2: oh definitely i mean as someone who flew jedi like i i never took gas clouds out of my boxes
3: because you're the worst kind of people <laughs> because you should have taken now, big I rocks mean, like
2: it's... a man I, I should have i guess but but i like the free evades and uh now essentially you're you're getting essentially you're getting an evade token for one of your your dice i guess um when you're obstructed even if you do have that strain right you'd be rolling the same number of dice that you would roll otherwise it's just you get to turn a blank into an evade so you're still you know probably better off than if you just you know weren't obstructed at all but uh, it's definitely now not the massive defensive bonus that it used to be
0: Does this change what you would be bringing with something like Jedi or, um, any kind of AC type play?
2: Probably not. I mean, it's, it's rare that I would fly over them. It was nice to have it as a, you know, an escape route. And I'd still rather have that than take a damage, um, from a rock or God forbid, get stressed and then, you know, uh, you know, be in a bad spot for the next turn. So I, I think it's probably still what I would take for an ace, but, um, you know, it's nice that there is some consequence.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because like um, during the system open at PAX Unplugged, every single opponent I went up against brought ga- at least one gas cloud and I would always snag the one gas cloud and kind of use it as Fen's bubble to be like, you need to come fight Fen or my Zealots and we'll go from there. And it really kind of like um, it worked in my advantage, I would say, a lot of times because like. You're probably not killing a range three Fen through a gas cloud, and that's that like small defensive bonus that he needs until he can get to that point that he's at range one. Um, so with that being said, like, I guess with a good player, like the gas cloud is still probably super optimal to take as opposed to some of these other asteroids, uh, in that regards. But I think at the same time, it definitely punishes the um person that like you might like throw through the gas cloud just to try to escape and then use it to its advantage. Like something like a Jedi, um... Zooming through the gas cloud and then boosting away and hoping for the best where this might be the chance that you can, uh, actually punch it in the face. Um, cool. Any, uh, any other thoughts on gas cloud? Jonathan, do you think swarms are going to be affected by this? Do you think they care anymore?
1: Do I think swarms are going to be affected by gas clouds? Um... Well, I think the main swarms we've been seeing have been the Separatist swarms, and they sort of preferred to bring the rocks anyways for their landing struts. What about, like, a TIE Um, swarm?
0: Like, we know TIE swarms aren't, like, going to be, because we'll get into that a little bit later, but, like, let's say a TIE swarm, like, I would usually see TIE swarms bring in the gas clouds. Do you think this is something that's going to affect them the most, or do you think it's going to be something that affects, like, Aces, Ace play the most?
1: I think in a TIE swarm... You know, I guess the TIE Swarm has its own issues now with some point adjustments that it's facing. But I think for a TIE Swarm, I would always prefer to bring the small rocks instead because I found that, like, my opponent would leverage their gas clouds more or, like, the... So it's kind of like when two people both choose to joust, the old X-Wing adage is someone is wrong. (laughs) So if two people both bring gas clouds, they have different kinds of lists. You know, the gas clouds do help one person more than the other and i don't know against two attack die shots i feel like the gas cloud it's really hard to push to it at- it has been very hard to push two attack die shots through gas clouds sure so that's why with swarms i've always preferred to bring the small rocks so i think um no i think i don't i think the change is good and i think it affects aces more than it affects uh any affects swarms yeah
0: all right um so any final comments about the rules change um do we want to talk to you, Jonathan? I, you can recap this the best about the aftermath effect.
1: Oh, yeah. So there was a change in, um, in certain tr- triggers of certain abilities. So, in the attack, and when you're attacking, the very last step is the aftermath. That's after deal damage. And they added a line that says uh, that talks about abilities that trigger, and it says, you resolve any of the defending player's abilities that trigger after a ship defends or is destroyed uh, in the aftermath step. So what that would mean is, um, if a ship of yours dies and there's a trigger there, it happens immediately. It doesn't happen at the end of the of um, the end of the initiative phase. So say you had a vulture and it dies, the second it dies. Um, and you have TA-175, TA-175 triggers immediately. It doesn't happen at the very end of I1 or whatever phase you're on. Uh, So that gives the advantage of giving you your your calculate tokens right away. Because what would sometimes happen is you would end up, you'd get the calculate tokens at the very end and not be able to use them.
2: Right. So this is like super important for the mirror match, which is really where it became a problem, um, that everyone was just getting their calculates at the end of the I-1 step, and it was doing nothing for anyone. So now it makes it you know, much more beneficial, I guess, to be second player um, in a ma- matchup like this, so you can get all your calculate tokens before all your guys fire or have some for defense.
1: Yeah, or what could happen is, if you're fighting an opponent that had all their ships, so if you're fighting a sinker swarm, they're all at two, and then the sinker, they all the sinker swarm shoots at your um, trade federation droids, and then they kill some droids. And then after all the torrents have fired, then cal- you'd get your calculate tokens, and you wouldn't be able to use them defensively. Right. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a small, I mean it's a in those niche situations it's a it's a nice buff.
2: And spoiler ta one seventy five paid for that change, big time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How much is he?
2: he went up uh, by four points to nine now all right right. cool spoiler spoilers
0: cool all right so let's jump into the points we're only going to cover the first three factions scum empire and for uh, rebels um so why don't we start right off the bat with rebels um jonathan you probably and probably zach zach have you had a chance to look at this because i know you are a big b-wing player so what are you guys most excited for? And what are you least excited for with all this? Like, Tell, tell me what you guys think about this. You so, first,
3: Jonathan.
1: Sure. So um, Braylon went up one point. Uh, and I think we had talked, uh, at least Chris and I had talked on a previous episode that Braylon's great. So even up a point, he's still worth the 52 points. And then I think the only other thing that went up in Rebels was... R2D2 for regen and Leia Leia went went up up one one point. So if you compare that to all the price decreases, I think uh, Rebels came, I think all the fact, most of the fact, all the factions sort of came out ahead. The things that are exciting to me, and they talked about this on the stream, is how they dropped the points on a lot of the generics. So the generic X-Wing, you know, sort of harkening back to the end of 1.0, you can now fit five X-Wings in a list with the Blue Squadron Escort being 40 points and the Cavern Angel Zealot being 39. So you can play five X-Wings. Um, so I think that's exciting. Um, and, that's, and then I think it's just nice they dropped points on all sort of across the board the bandit squadron dropping to 22 just like the tie fighter dropping to 22 so you can squeeze more generics in the falcons went down the 2400
0: went down
1: 2400s do you want to go through everything or just sort of let's talk like about each
0: like chassis that may be like um so why don't you you know if you want let's start with the 2400 then
1: Okay, so uh, Dash Rendar is now 91 points. And I think at the start of 1.0, he was 100 points.
2: I believe he was 100, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's a pretty significant price drop. Uh, The tough thing with Dash is you're always tempted to put all his toys on him. And then when you put all his toys on him, he's still going to be well over 100 points. And it makes it hard in Rebels to find a good match with him. Because I don't think you get good two-ship lists necessarily out of Rebels. You know, you could put like a loaded up Luke or um, I guess a wedge. Some people played Han Luke, Han Wedge, but I feel like that's pretty tough to do. And then you could do Dash and two other ships, but it's just, then you're looking at like maybe generic X-Wings. I, I still think Dash, I don't know. The chassis is, I think, you know, I said this in our deleted episode. I think the chassis ability, like that four die gun and turret, it's, really hard to price it, you know? Because I feel like it's going to be bad until it's under-costed, you know? So one of the things to kind of remember,
0: though, is with the... Not only did Dash go down 7 points, but expert handling went down uh, 2 points on the large-base ships as well. So it's kind of like... That might be something to consider with Dash um, going into the future. So, like, I mean, right there is Granite. He's already 95 points. But if you can kind of have that, like, I-5... Um, moving last, you can never be in that range one bubble because you could just essentially uh, barrel out of there and then um, try to like maybe loot him up with some kind of crew to give you some mods in case you do have to do that. Um, I don't think this thing is completely lost. And again, I know I talked about this at great length in that deleted episode, but I think this is something I definitely want to take a look at. I know he's a big points investment, but he's an I-5 that shoots four dice um, like r- pretty far. So I-, I think this is something that like definitely could see some kind of table time. And it, it doesn't need that little trick to the Han gunner trick or anything like that now. Um, I-, I definitely think this is something that might see more table time and, and possibly even be a little bit competitive.
1: No. Um, okay, so you have Dash with expert handling and Outrider.
0: I mean, I, I don't think you would take outrider.
1: Well, and then you pair him with Lando, and Yenam.
3: I mean, Nien-Num
1: crew, and that's 193 points. So you have the two two I five turrets, and then you have both of them moving at I five. You have Lando being able to give dash actions at range, at range zero to three. Get yeah, are you going to say something? That might yeah. be good.
3: I'd also maybe start looking at a lot of the X wings came down in price. Dash plus, take your pick of two X wings, leaves you a decent amount of points to play around with.
0: Yeah, so I, I know we're going to talk about X wings in a little bit, but I definitely like see some kind of like beef popping up, and like um, you could absolutely do that. Do you have any X wings in mind that you would take them with?
3: <sighs> Not off the top of my head, I don't know. I think a lot of this just gets to like a lot of what I came away from looking at the Rebels kind of in general as, is a lot of, like, X thing. Is that good? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's going to be a while to see, like, how this all shakes out. I think there's a lot of potential, but don't know if any of it will actually be realized.
0: I mean, if there's one person I think could do it, it's going to be you, Zach, so you should probably just try. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so let's say you have uh dash and we can going across your statement you can have two e-wings because they're now 50 points the um knave squadron i i, I mean there, there's a lot of they dropped so many of these generics that it's going to be like you can really kind of load things up that you i know chris has been talking about it for months now that you can bring a name ship and a bunch of generics and have a list that might be something the way to go this next uh this next cycle, you
3: know, got um, it, figured it out. Dash and two generic
0: Ozatoks. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Jonathan?
1: You know, I was thinking. I'm looking at this Dash and Lando build. It reminds me, who was it? Uh, local Graham Graham P. Pernier. He was playing. Um, was I think he's playing Lando Hera, or no? I'm thinking of someone. Someone locally was playing Lando Hera, and I wonder if Lando Dash would actually be better. You
0: it's possible. i mean so on that boat, can't though,
1: run you know because harry yeah. can't run and then she gets gunned down and if dash has expert handling and if lando is around to give him some action economy at zero to three so that might actually be okay
0: i mean on that note granted uh, all the vcx's did go down with the uh, well i'm sorry yeah they all went down and then we have alex Ka- uh Callis come up um at 69 points but that's something else to kind of look at is that how far they've all come down um but yeah no i I exactly i get exactly what you're saying is that like that might be something to take a look at is these large base turrets have been dropping almost every single points adjustment um here and there so like it's definitely something that like ffg is trying to not probably kind of like force us to play eventually like it's been a while since we've been able to really kind of see success without them being janky like where we had the double tap dash or the um, handbrake Han or anything like that they've always kind of had this like secret trick up their sleeves but um, maybe Hmm. we're finally reaching the point that these are going to be a staple in the game and finally be a part of the game that you can't just ignore them
1: Yeah. If you drop down to Libo or to the Wild Space Fringer, you could fit um you could fit like Luke and Wedge with like the Wild Space Fringer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And like, for example, not saying this is good in the slightest, but just to make a point, you can now take Han Solo and three Cavern Angel Zealot X Wings and have <laughs> three points left. Or you could actually move them up to blue squadrons and then be right at two hundred.
0: Sure. Well, okay, so why don't we why don't we jump right into... We've talked enough about Dash. Uh, I'm gushing a little bit all over him. Why don't we talk a little bit about the T-65 X-Wings. They have dropped the... You can now bring five X-Wings in a list if you want to. I, we saw it at the end of 1.0, but... Now we don't have Flight Assist access to a mech, But it is a completely different game. Um, for the most part, everything else stayed the same. Luke, Wedge, are all the same. Thane stayed the same. Um... At least the spreadsheet that I'm looking at is telling me that it's the same. Um, but so, but the Cavern uh, cavern Angels are now 39 points. You could do something like put inertial tamponers if you really wanted to on all of them. You could maybe put a uh, list on a couple of them if you really wanted to do the copy and paste method of list building. Um, but it opens up a lot of filler options for different lists.
3: Yeah, and a lot of the yeah. mid initiatives also came down. Like I think that's like another big like theme of this point adjustment of bringing generics and a lot of mid initiative name pilots kind of back down into playable range.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times you just we just saw the high initiative or has like some kind of special ability, and like this might be like in the range of those mid initiative pilots might be where they uh, the generics were before. So you're basically paying the uh, uh, the generic price from last cycle. For something that now has an ability, which might be able to uh, fit in certain lists that didn't before.
3: Yep. Yeah, because like all the Cavern Angels
0: named pilots all came down two points each. Right. Yeah. Uh, something to look at. Jonathan, you, do you have anything about X-wings? Yeah.
1: Well, we're talking about these ships. Should we talk about what's in hyperspace or not? Because uh, some of the X-wing pilots are, and some aren't.
0: Why don't we? Why don't we? Um, talk or about hyperspace. Yeah. After the points.
1: Okay. Um... Yeah, I think it's, so the big difference, you're right, so there's no flight-assist astromech anymore, but in first edition, it's sort of hard to remember, but I, in first edition, X-Wings could not barrel roll or boost. So they, with the, so now in, um, so now all X-Wings can barrel roll, and then you do have the S-Foils to boost. So it makes them, and they're fast, and you don't have to fly them in a block, because they with their boost, they can move pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be fun to play. I don't know if it. It's not. I don't picture it dominating because, in many ways, like five X wings is not that much different than say four X wings plus Lieutenant Blount or something like that, which could which fit before, right? Yeah. Or four X wings and an attack shuttle, or four X wings with Jake that like fit before and you didn't see people playing it.
2: It's kind of like a Darwin test list. Like, are you gonna fly in front of my fifteen dice? And if you are, I'm gonna win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it could. I mean, I think I will put it on the table, and I think it'll be fun to It'll be fine to play, but I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be S tier, or it's not going to dominate other lists. But I think it could be perfectly competitive. I
0: will tell you what, I will volunteer as tribute to be like I can joust this, and then be angry sure. when I can't.
1: Well, you'll have Fang Fighters, so maybe you, you will be able to.
0: That's true. I mean, and I'll have more tricks up my sleeve. We'll get into that in a bit um okay cool so anything else about x-wings that you think was really um noteworthy let, let, let's get into some noteworthy things so like fan Rao went down two points do we think he might see some more play coming no. up no you know what's kind of funny what? is the she is not in hyperspace i mean i know we said we were talking about hyperspace in a minute but um that just got re-released with the vcx which is also
2: not in hyperspace.
0: Um, which is also not in hy- hyperspace. Um before we get into hyperspace, there's a couple more ships I do want to talk about points wise though. Uh the Hawk Janor's is now 41 points. That's something to definitely take a look at with some of these with, lists with dash
2: maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> dash Hawk lives again.
2: Right? Trickshot, Outrider dash with Janor's. That sounds pretty nasty. Oh man, and you just
0: throw some you can load Jan up a little bit, throw some bombs on her or something.
1: Well, you could uh, bring Jan and Rourke. And Ash
2: um, And probably
1: Jan <laughs> Man,
0: that's... Alright. The... I'm now a rebel player. Yeah, yes. they... yeah so th- that's pretty cool. It's a shame that I don't have two Hawks now that we're talking about that. Um, yeah, no, so the, the Hawks, when the title went off, it was kind of like very hit or miss. certain hawks succeeded, certain hawks just kind of fell behind. So with the, these going down, it's it, it definitely going to see some Jan getting out there. I, I think there's no reason not to be taking her. You got to pay the eighteen points for that multi crow title though. But I, I think at the same time, it, it's that's definitely notable.
2: And Kyle Katarn, I mean, thirty eight points naked is is still a pretty good value. And even with the title, I mean, that's a good ability. That should definitely be seeing some play.
0: Yeah, uh definitely. It, you could if you know dash is going to not have um I, I keep defaulting to dash, but I mean you could really do that at anything. If you know that something's not going to have tokens or anything like that, you could definitely um help them out. Especially if you know you're going down before the, you know, like if you have like one or two health left and you know you're going to be getting shot at, it, it's definitely something to look at.
1: Now I wonder if I mean it's easy to always think to want to put the, so the multi-crow title is so good and you want to just put it on all the Hawks, but maybe, I mean, 41 points is pretty cheap. I mean, you could put Jan and four X-wings and you have those X-wings in front, you know, and then Jan, and then what Jan, the X-wings have to be in Jan's arc, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so Jan doesn't have to, can be like at range five and you could have like four X-wings like fanned out in front. And then you could boost one of the X wings of your choice up to uh, four attack dice. So that might be.
0: I, I think it's, it's easier it. said in practice than done.
1: <laughs> yeah, the tough thing once you get you add the once you get Jan up to like sixty points, then you're looking at more like three ship, like you're getting to much smaller lists. Right. You know, like um, three ship lists, or if it's a four ship list, one of the ships is going to be pretty light, like Jake. Like it be Jake. You know,
0: but... Right. Um. All right. So definitely, I'm taking a look at the Hawks. Any other notable? I know we with the attack shuttle has gone down a couple points. I think that's gonna just be a filler ship. Same with the uh tie fighter, the modified tie, um Sabine's tie, whatever it's called. Uh, that's gone down a couple points. I, I don't see these as being any kind of staples in any list, as opposed to just kind of being filler ships that we're we're going into that same boat of you know this was now in generic range i can now bring this and possibly get some use out of it um
1: i think for those uh the tie fighters yeah i mean they don't have the tricks that they had in first edition so i don't see any reason the they're in that same space as like z95s so
0: right i mean even like 29 points for a Sabian Ren. i don't i don't think that's even something i would take a look at uh, i i would rather probably take the cheap generics and put upgrades on something else
1: if they gave it, you know, it had a crew slot in first edition, right? So if they gave it a crew slot back, then that would actually give it a utility. Sure. Um, good.
0: Um, yeah, anything? Uh, anything on the points wise, rebels that stands yeah. out to you? The, I mean, we the Kashyyyk Defender has gone down to forty four points.
1: Um, yeah. So for at forty four, I don't know, Zach, would you take a Wookiee at forty four over a B wing at forty one or an X wing at forty? Maybe <laughs> I mean I think there's not argument to be made for a
3: three die front half of my ship ship it's just I don't know, maybe maybe
1: I think if they wanted it to see play the way to do it would be if it was like the only crew carrier you know so if you put it into hypers it's not in hyperspace, but if it was in hyperspace and if it if there was no um hawk or Ewing then it would fill that niche of like a 40, 50 point crew carrier.
3: I mean yeah, I think that's the better comparison is looking at it against like the U Wing price wise. Like what? Blue Squadron's forty three, it's now forty four?
0: The uh, Blue Squadron U Wing is forty points.
1: You <laughs> The U Wing forty three?
0: No, no, it has it here listed as uh, the U Wing is unless No, that's That's, wrong. It's
3: 43. 43. Yeah, okay,
0: this spreadsheet is wrong.
3: (coughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's 43, so it's one point different between the two. Is the Alsatuck one point better than a Ewing? Probably not, especially as a troop carrier, because as a troop carrier, you probably want a medium-sized base to get that little bit of extra reach on top of it. So.
2: So speaking of troop carriers, I thought one of the most exciting things was K2SO, at 8 points. I know it's not out yet, but like I would have paid 12 or 14 points for that easily. Huh. And it, it's only You don't even
3: play points. this faction. You wouldn't pay any points.
2: I before. I might play this faction for an 8-point K2SO. I mean, that seems broken.
1: Where where would uh Brett, where would you put K where what ship would you put K2SO on? A U-Wing or a Falcon or
2: literally any ship that I brought? um like I, I don't have any lists in mind so I, I can't say where i think he would be best but i don't think there is any reason to build a rebel list that has a slot for a crew without including him he's going to be that good in my opinion
1: yeah
0: maybe, maybe we'll have to print some k2s two crew cards
1: um yeah i think he he's going to be very good it's just finding the right list for him
0: yeah definitely um Alright, but okay, let's go into crew cards then, since we're on that topic. Um, Leia went up, the Falcon went down 3 points, and the Phantom um, went down to 0 points. Um, One of the things we'll get into a little bit is the R2-D2 went up to 10 points for a 3 agility ship, and the R2-Astromech went up to 9 points for a 3 agility ship. I think that's a huge impact on the meta altogether, especially with Jedi. Um, I, I know we're not going to be talking about Jedi today, but I, I think that's something that we could touch base on a little bit. Just that uh, these staples in the previous meta of, of things that everyone was bringing are now gone have gone up like such. It might not even sound like that much points, but like it, it's probably going to affect list building all over the place. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, I mean I feel like two points changes ago, R2 Astromech was four, if I remember correctly, right? And now on Jedi or three agility ships it's nine. I mean that's that's a huge change, so I agree. I think it's gonna really change regen significantly.
0: Right. And we never really kinda of saw R2D, so every once in a while you think it would pop up on like some X Wing, but um I never really thought that like it had its place and um this faction like as opposed to some of the other factions because they, they don't have the escape routes like some of the other factions do or i should really be just saying republic um but it's interesting that this went up as opposed to r2 Astromech as well i mean i understand why it did you can't raise the one without the other but it's it seems like that maybe rebels should have just gotten like a break on this and r2d2 you know being faction specific should have just gotten you know the just stay the same, maybe. Um, I, I know you probably disagree with that, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Just a little idea. Um, it, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I would agree that, like, regen in Rebels and in Resistance hasn't really been an issue, and it's really only been an issue in Republic.
2: Right. I do agree, but still, for one extra charge, to have it be two less points than R2 Astromech would be, it seems... Well, maybe, like, maybe, maybe not too, like maybe too big of a buff. M- but maybe I, just I like
0: one. Saying. Maybe the same points. Maybe it was, yeah, if it was I, the same points. Just to be like, okay, this is your bonus because you are, you know, rebels.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think that would be nice fluff-wise yeah. as well. Right.
0: Um, cool. So the, I, I think there's not too much, you know, obviously Leia went up a point, point, but and then the Falcon title went down, but I, I'm not sure if they'll even still... Leia probably will still pl- see play here and there. Um, but uh, other than that, it's it is what it is i think so why don't we jump into the hyperspace we have a lot of stuff that got taken out of hyperspace for rebels it's i'm really kind of excited for this hyperspace season we know the store championships for the first half of the year are all going to be hyperspace and i think it's really going to give a breath of new life to the game because we're not Like, I know this was brought up in the stream of people saying that, like, oh, I think it might get stale of, you know, how hyperspace is going to act and it's going to be the same ships. But I'm looking at these, like, different ships that are available to hyperspace and different pilots that are available to hyperspace. And it's really got me thinking that, like, okay, like, Wedge isn't in hyperspace, but Luke is. Um, I, I, I think it's very good for the game. I know what else did they, they took the U wing out of hyperspace. They took the VCX, even though it was just, um, put into hyperspace out. Um, what am I, what am I missing?
1: So, yeah. So maybe just to say what's in hyperspace, the, the, all the B wing pilots, all the Y wing pilots and the generic Y wings also went down to 32 and 30 points for the gold and the gray. For the X-Wings, basically, um, the X-Wings are in except Wedge and Biggs and all the uh, Partisan X-Wings. So the Partisan X-Wings are not in hyperspace and Wedge and Biggs are not. But all the other X-Wings, like all the other Rebel Alliance X-Wings are there. So, uh, And then the A-Wings are there and the Falcons, except for, including Leia, the Falcons including Leia, and but not the Outer Rim smuggler. And then for crew, it's just actually really there's just so many it's hard to like parse this crew list. There's just so many um right things that are in and out. but it's like the u- wing not being there is a big change. and um, but I think I think there's enough tools here to build good lists. and it the last list the list I flew at uh, at uh, Pax is actually completely is hyperspace still hyperspace legal.
0: Yeah, we don't have, like, a decent crew carrier. Uh, I mean, like, the Falcon, obviously, is a crew carrier, but it's kind of, like, you don't really ever use it as a crew carrier.
1: Yeah, the, um... Like a support
0: oh. carrier, I should be saying. Like, uh, like the u you would bring it, like, for layer or something like that, where, like, the uh stuff that you bring on the Falcon is kind of, like, beneficial to the Falcon.
1: Yeah, generally, you're right. Uh So, K2SO crew is hyperspace legal, so I guess you could put that on the Falcon and... um
2: Like, K2SO on Leia and a Falcon seems pretty good. And we didn't talk about Leia yet. They they announced her points, which was only 79, uh, which is one less than Han, and I think the same as Lando is now. Um, So, I mean, that could be... She has a a pretty supportive ability. She could be a really good support ship, potentially.
0: Zach, fluff-wise, why is Leia an I-5? She shouldn't be. Okay. (laughs) At least we're all on the same page, then. Um,
2: good. I, I saw her fly in space.
1: <laughs> well, she flies the Falcon in *The Empire Strikes Back*.
2: For like two seconds,
1: she sits at the
3: controls while Chewie flies the Falcon in *Empire Strikes Back*.
1: Leia
0: Gunner. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying with Leia and K2SO. I really think the jam uh, on K2SO is going to be pretty awesome. I, I don't. I think people might be overlooking that. I, I mean, I think jam is probably one of the coolest mechanics in the game, uh, until you start throwing force users in my face. But
2: yeah, or like like K two S O on Lando, maybe right? Like he's going to do a blue maneuver anyway. He gets a calculate token, does a blue maneuver, takes a target lock, and jams away your defensive token at range one. That yeah. sounds really devastating. Yeah,
1: and there's enough room for like Braylon and Tennum.
2: Yeah. Oh good. This is gonna be fun to play against.
1: <laughs> with it with the foils? Um, so the foils are two points. Yep. Uh oh, are we gonna talk about generic upgrades this this week?
0: Um if we hit them here and there we won't we will.
1: Yeah, so the foil the foils are two points. So I think I would de- I would take them on tennum every time. Um for Braylon, I don't know if I'd take them every time. It depends on if there's room or not. Uh, jamming beam is not hyperspace legal. So, so I don't know if you would also want to fork out extra points to get a cannon on, on Braylon.
2: Yeah. That's uh, starting depends. to sound really expensive.
1: It depends. Cause a lot of times you're like trying to s- squeeze in like as many ships as you can.
0: I mean, what is the something like, so like the S-4s, is that something you just bring on 10 and not Braylon?
1: Yeah, you could definitely do that.
0: Because it's kind of like Tendham just becomes Braylon basically with the uh, red target lock or the link target lock.
1: Yeah, so it's I'd agree. It's an auto-include on Num, And for everyone else, I wouldn't put it on the generics. And then for Braylon, it's if it fits and if you're going to put a cannon on him. But then he gets expensive. Sure.
0: Okay, so my last question then for Rebels is, do we think Rebel Beef is back Like, do you think that's going to be one of the big things that pop up with this point adjustment? We saw all these generics go down. Uh, I think that this might be something, like, Rebel Beef might be, like, its faction identity, and and do you guys think similar? Or, you know, do you think something else is going to pop up? Do you think that the Falcon may be, like, the new faction identity, like, if that pops up? Or any other turrets?
1: It depends on how you define Rebel Beef. If it's just high health jousting ships then yes. yeah you could definitely bring like a salad of like x wings and b wings and y wings you know get 20 30 health on the table but you're not going to have um a cheap leia carrier you know and then without bigs there's no damage mitigate like without bigs in hyperspace there's no damage mitigation are we or are we talking hyperspace or either okay. or yeah so um but I think, I think we're gonna at least at the beginning we'll see a lot of gen, Rebel generics coming in. Just like at the beginning of in January or March when they did like points changes, then there was a period where there was tons of X wings and Y wings and turret, veteran turret gunners and dorsal and ion turrets, and that's and then the multiple Y ions and that sort of disappeared though sure. as people sort of honed in on on what became Rebel beef.
0: And then one final question. Zach, what are you most excited for with the Rebel Faction?
3: Probably Falcons. Yeah? You're going to put uh,
0: Han back on the table?
3: Han, I think like kind of again, like playing into what you're saying about like Rebel Beef, like I think Leia and three X-Wings looks really freaking good. Like that's 31-ish health on the table. And... 12 attack dice with a force and being able to turn around and get a focus
2: token it needs more I'll... K2SO
3: yeah you just you can't fit that you, you can't do that
2: try harder Zach.
3: <laughs> tell them to drop the points further uh, but no like I think I think there's maybe some interesting spaces with the falcon I think we touched on like hawks I think are another big thing like I said I just I feel like a lot of what intrigues me about rebels right now is it's a lot of is this thing good we'll find out within the next month or so but i think yeah it just there's all kinds of like open-ended questions now around five x-wings mid-initiative named x-wings generic e-wings hawks bcx's dash like so many things went down that it's like there's gonna be some interesting combos out there. It's just gonna take a little while to find them. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most excited about, is just sinking my hands into this sandbox
2: and seeing what kind of sand castle I can make. Yeah, right. they really seem to open up like the entire faction, which is which is great.
1: I thought they would bring down the arcs a little bit, but they didn't touch the arcs, except for Ibitsum. I think they
3: Yeah, they touched Ibitsum, the best Ibtisan. one.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember what Ibtisam does.
3: I don't care, but she's my one of my favorite characters from the old
0: lore. She was great. K Wings went down another point too, but I don't know if that matters. Um, all right, so let's wrapping up Rebels. Let's jump into Empire. Uh, Brett, you're probably the well versed on the Empire. You want to take it from here? What do you What are you thinking? What are you excited for? What you, let's go into points.
2: Um. So. Very few things went up, um, which is, uh, you know, very similar to what we saw with rebels. Um, Jenden went up a couple points to forty-eight. Um, we talked about him. It, it may have been on the deleted episode about just how strong he is at making lists that would otherwise have no chance uh, be competitive. So, um, you know, that's a, a big point increase, um, but it's it's only two points, so hopefully not too impactful. Um, Hellrunner and Iden both went up. Pal runner went up six points. I didn't went up one point. Um, but most of the uh, TIE fighters got a point decrease. Um, so I, I think I I heard that you can really run like the, the same type of swarm with without really any type of, of points change. Um, but uh, I I didn't actually build it out myself. I think the swarm um, they- tactics one like ended up being like a couple points over. They can't do okay. that anymore. Um, but just, you know, the chassis themselves, sure. um, and, and we'll talk about it later, I'm guessing, but, uh, they did not keep all the TIE fighters in hyperspace. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and then Captain Jonas, uh, went up two points. Um, I didn't really see him being used that much, but, uh, it, from the stream, it sounded like, you know, anytime there was a force multiplier on a ship, you know, that's going to just impact everyone around them. They really wanted to, uh. To bring that down a little so uh, they got the nerf bat um, and then the last points increase uh, was fifth brother the gunner went <laughs> from nine points to eleven points um this was actually a you know it's only two points but it's a, a pretty significant uh hit just because uh there's really not many gunners that a lot of these ships want they you know the the ships that the empire has for gunner slots really are phantoms and strikers Um, that are coming to mind right now, and neither one of those has a turret. Um, I know there's the Aggressor, but no one cares about the Aggressor. Um, So, you know, the one good gunner that they had went up, um, so that's a a pretty solid hit. Um, But otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of decreases across the board. Um, All of the TIE advance went down, except for Vader, Um, either one or two points. All of the Interceptors went down, except for uh, Suntirr. Squadron went down four points. Um,
0: What was that? No, we we lost you for that last part. You said the Saber Squadron
2: went down four points? Yeah, I'm sorry. Saber Squadron went down four points. Um, The uh, Scarif Tyreaper went down two points to 39. Uh, So now that's a really cheap uh, crew carrier. Um, All of the aggressors went down two points. They still probably all suck, but, um, you know, maybe not. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of changes all across the board. I mean, which ones do you guys want to – to talk about first.
0: Um, why don't we go into the TIE Interceptors? Do we think that like the TIE Interceptors is something that could pop up outside of Soon-Tier? I mean...
2: I mean, you can get six now, so that's something, but, I mean, they still are going to die just as fast as the TIE Fighter. Sure. Um, so, I, I, I'm personally not looking at any of them. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, like, they're cheap. I don't know if that's something that, like... Could possibly be a fillership for Empire, but I guess what you said like hits it right on the head is that like they're going to die just as fast as a TIE fighter. I mean, it's cool that they're 31 points and 36 points, but... Um,
2: yeah, they're, they're good blockers. I mean, double reposition can get you into some pretty neat places. So, yeah, I think you're more likely to see one thrown in there um, when you have some extra points than you are to see a, a spammy squad of, of Interceptors.
1: Right it was the Saber Squadron used to be 40 points?
2: So that's what the spreadsheet I'm looking at says. But it was wrong, I guess, before for uh, for Andrew, so maybe I should double-check that now. Yes, they used to be 40 points. Oh. Huh. Phew, saved by the spreadsheet.
1: <laughs> so the Saber Squadron, is it I, it's I-4? Is it? Or I-3? I don't even know.
2: I want to say it is I-4. Yes, I-4. I was
1: just thinking, a few... Actually, many episodes ago, we had Biophysical on, and he was flying a list of um, Saper Squadrons and Gideon Hask and had some success with that. Just, like, that pressure of having... Kind of like, if you treat it like they're double reposition, mid-initiative ships can block, or they can either... They arc dodge things that are lower initiative than them, and block things that are higher initiative than them, and then you can get you can squeeze quite a few. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there's some. Maybe Chris should be here, and he could talk about it more. more.
0: Maybe Um, that will definitely be interesting to see, because I know when we get into Scum, I'll talk about the uh, the Fang fighters that are I4 that are now 47 points and that exact thought like kind of came into my head where there's a lot of things in the game that are below I4 that can, they can definitely arc dodge and take advantage of. But like at the same time, anything, you know, that's below I5, it just becomes like a blocker for the most part. So definitely see where that could be useful.
2: Yeah. If we get into a, a really like spammy type meta, then, you know, I4 could have some really big value, yeah. but at least in what we were in, you know, I-4 is basically I-1. We lost you again. Sorry. Um, yeah, I-4 is basically i won in our, our current meta.
0: Yeah. Um, cool. Right. So I-, I want to talk about the Strikers for a little bit. So the Strikers went down to 31 points. It- it's a shame Chris isn't here because, you know, 5-Striker Wampa was his thing. And now that they've gone down to 31 points... Uh, it'd be interesting to see like these things are like the ultimate blockers because they can't get blocked and they they are great at blocking things like i I really want to see strikers kind of be a staple in the uh imperial meta because like especially in hyperspace i really think hyperspace is like the keynote for the imperial thing like a lot of things went down a lot of things remained untouched but their hyperspace meta has completely, you know, flipped on its head. Um, so, any, anything points wise that you want to talk about? Like, I mean, like we've seen the aggressor gone down two points. Like you said earlier, that may or may not be a thing. Um, anything else that really kind of like really is noteworthy?
2: I mean, I, we, want- we should
0: probably talk about how runner for a second. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so how runner went up six points. A lot of the other ties went down one point. I went up one point. Um, so that's a big change. They also stripped how runner out of hyperspace. So uh, I, I, you know, this is going off offhand information is that the tie swarm with swarm tactics does not fit anymore. I, I'm going to punch that into <laughs> the let's build it real fast just to double check that, but it, it's kind of changed a little bit. Um, it really kind of changed that Swarm a bit overall, would you obviously with Howl Runner being that expensive.
2: Yeah, and I yeah. mean the, the TIE Swarm was one of the strongest lists out there in hyperspace, um, and it was you know due to those Hellrunner rerolls. So uh, taking Hellrunner out of hyperspace now opens up a whole new variety of TIE Swarm if you're going to try and, and play it, because there, there was no reason to not bring the Inferno Swarm if you were going to fly a Swarm. Right, I, I don't know about you. I don't think I ever saw anyone fly uh, like the Ocho or anything along those lines. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool that they're opening that up now.
1: Yeah, I think like the traditional, or for second edition, we've tr- seen like six tie swarms, really, with Hellrunner, Iden, and then other ships. Uh, and you're not going to like Hellrunner and Iden going up by a total of seven points is pretty significant when the other ships people would typically bring like Wampa went down one. And sometimes there'd be, uh, like, an academy or two, and the academy just went down one. So, like, a lot of those things are over by a couple of points. Um, I think if you're bringing Runner, then you're sort of forced to bring generic. You're probably bringing generics. You know, you're bringing academies. So Right. I'm uh, looking at it.
0: It says 205 for the uh, tra- traditional swarm tactics, uh, TIE swarm. So...
1: Yeah, so I think if you want to bring howl runner, you're probably bringing a whole bunch of academies, and um, so it makes you make you have to make that choice between having howl runner and academies or having more uh, named tie fighters, like those um, Inferno squadrons.
0: Definitely. Um, anything else, Brett? Do you think there's anything else noteworthy that we should probably touch base on?
2: I mean, defenders came down again. <laughs> um. Still can't get three of them in a list, but 67 points for the base, um, you know, it's it's getting pretty cheap for, you know, a ship that probably has the best chassis in the game, at least for, like, a small base ship. Um, so that could be something to, to look at. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. And uh, I think it's interesting. That's the same cost now as a patrol leader decimator, um, right, which has, you know, a million health. Um, So that's kind of an interesting comp that they they have there points-wise. Yeah.
1: So Brett, what do you think of um, the uh, Tide Punisher, the Cutlass Squadron down to 36 with Trajectory Simulator also coming down? I don't know if that would be something you'd think about putting on the table, Uh, an Empire player might think about putting on the table.
2: I mean, it's getting to the point now where it, it would certainly be worth, I think, trying it out. Um, now that, you know, the the Punishers and Trajectory are, are done paying for their earlier sins, I guess. Um, but I, I haven't given it too much thought, but, uh, I mean, you know, launching bombs is a pretty solid strategy if there's a lot of swarms around. I, I think we all know Hyenas and uh, Vultures are not going to want those proton bombs in their face.
0: Um, going down to the crew and the, the upgrades, the Grand Inquisitor came down one point, which uh, is fine, I think, you know... He's a decent upgrade, and fifth brother I think is the big one here. That he went up two points. Like he was the cheapest force upgrade I think of the game. Um, that well, yeah, I'm sorry, they gave you a force point and went up to eleven, and like he really kind of became a staple in almost every empire list.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, just getting a force point is great, and he was a he was like a direct comp for what they thought a force point was worth because all he really let you do is change a focus to a crit instead of to a hit. Um, so, you know, it seems like they are pricing force up more, but really it just seems to be him being the one who's increased. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So let's jump into the hyperspace talk. I, like I said earlier, I I really think this is the main news article for empire is the complete like gut of hyperspace because I'm looking at the hyperspace list and I can't find soon on this list.
2: I I know. I, it seems like they made a mistake. Yeah. Um so that's the mistake in the article <laughs> everyone.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I I feel like so like Vader's still there, the Tie Reaper's still there, Hellrunner, Wampa are not. Um I know there's some other ones in there. Uh but it, it's interesting because they kind of lost their Duncan lost his Arc Dodger, his like, you know, beloved tier in the hyperspace meta.
2: He did, but he still is Duchess, and he can do some pretty nasty things with Duchess.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. But no, I mean they they took a lot out of hyperspace here, right? Like we have decimators, we have mm. reapers, strikers, advanced, and then some ties, and I think that's it. So it's uh it's going to be pretty interesting creating empire lists uh that that fit hyperspace, but it seems like you know that's what they were going for, and and that makes it pretty fun, I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely, and, and like. Uh, i I really want to want to like fly the decimator around I, I think that could be a lot of fun just in i mean there's so many cool like crew cards that empire has that you can throw onto the decimator and ha- like be good and have fun at the same time like coming from my perspective a, a scum player throwing you know the grand inquisitor and seventh sister and death troopers oh i'm sorry you can't th- death troopers too but even seventh sister and death troopers on a uh, on a decimator just sounds like a blast um it, it definitely and is uh i'm sorry is did vader lose something
1: afterburners are yeah, not yeah i was hyperspace. just about to
0: say afterburners are no longer hyperspace hy- uh, hyperspace and that hurts them like tremendously like he that was almost a staple for him like 90 percent of the time
2: yeah when he is going to be your main ship um which he's going to have to be you know if you're using him in this hyperspace uh he really needed afterburners you know if he was you know one of like three of your good pieces you could maybe get away without it but now yeah he's definitely gonna be hurting
0: yeah for sure so closing up empire do we have anything uh, any final notes on empire like brett same question like what are you most excited for about empire what are you what are you trying to like figure out with it
2: i'm really excited about strikers being as cheap as they are um they are one of the most fun ships to fly just with those advanced ailerons um and you know getting sick of the six of them in a list could be pretty cool um i I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I also want to get some, some decimators on the board. Um, and I think hyperspace is going to be a perfect place to, to do that now. Right. Cool. Uh,
0: any other comments on
2: empire?
1: I was going to ask uh, Brad, uh, what does the Thai aggressor need to be uh, competitive?
2: Uh, to just be forgotten. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it's, maybe it's cheap enough now i don't know i mean it's not like the the worst chassis that's out there it kind of is is a meme just in itself but it you know it it's got basically almost the same as a like a, a bomber so it could uh serve like a, a really cheap filler roll, but i i don't know i don't i don't see any reason to really explore it right now
1: uh, you know it is it has the same st- it's like the same as a torrent actually if you
2: Yes, I, without the link to action, I think right. Oh, well, it, it
1: has a barrel roll uh, into Red Evade.
2: Oh, then it sounds pretty similar.
1: I agree. Except it has one more shield. It is a shield instead of a hull, and it has a much. It has a better dial, except yeah, there's much less red on the dial.
0: Jonathan
3: I just
1: think, figured it out. No, I think they should. It's directly comparable to the bomber, and the bom- They dropped the bomber in price, so mm-hmm. as long as they're that close together, it'll never. You'll never see it. I think if you took off one of the missile slots off the bomber and made the aggressor the only Imperial ship with two missile slots, then maybe you'd see it.
2: Yeah, but thematically, I really don't like that at all. Do you?
1: Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. Like, who cares (laughs) about the aggressor? Just let it die.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's move into Scum. Um, I know I'm super excited about this. So, uh, I mean, I just have one question for FFG is... Gargore Vim, uh, if whatever that, that's how what we're going to call them, is 28 points at i0 with a crappy ability. How are they going to let me take Sunny Bounder at 27 points when she probably has the best ability in the game? I mean, they're, they're clearly not thinking straight, right, guys? Right, right, Crickets. Um, Auto damage is good. <laughs> No, okay. Yeah, but Gargore Vim, you're never going to... There, there's His ability might go off once every, like, 20 games. Like, I don't see it happening unless you're bringing, like, R5-TK. Um, but I'm not banking on it anyway. But I just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, but so, uh, looking at these scum points, I definitely think that they are the probable winners. And I know people have been... Harping on FFG of why they hate scum and all these things for the longest time, but I mean, they got a lot of toys, and I know Zach, you're gonna be able to help me out with a lot of this because uh, Boba oh, Fett, yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett got better. We've got some uh, so many fun more like toys to play with. Um, so I'll drop off right up. Of, like IGs went down another point. I'm still in the same boat as I don't think I three IGs is a good idea. Um, I think they are the uh, swiss army knife of the faction of any faction that you want to load two of these things up and you really can with those upgrades that have gotten out of you know hell and now and put in purgatory that you can throw things like trajectory simulator on them i'm highly debating throwing iga and B back on the table with e proton bombs and all that stuff i know some people are going to say like oh well you could just run three of them but i like i said i don't think that's the right call moving on from that fang fighters have gone down three points in the generics which i know we've talked about that in previous episodes and, we, we uh,
2: talked about how good it would be if they went down one point
0: yeah they went down three points so i mean not only can Fen if you run that four fang Combo with Fen and the three zealots, he can now take fearless and an advanced proton torpedo, which I think he'd probably just drop the p- torpedo and take a six point bid.
2: I was going to say, or he could just move last and shoot his <laughs> rockets off, you know, right. every turn.
0: Exactly. So um, that, that's something that's really big. Uh, and okay, and I know I said this earlier, and I really kind of like, I got really, really excited for you know scum with with all this going on and i was like oh man i'm looking at the old list that i used to fly and i, I you know it got so much better by doing this but i really think there's going to be some hidden gems in here that we're not looking at um i just saw that
2: maybe someone who like masters jumping
0: <laughs> sure um but no i just saw old Tarek was not
2: in hyperspace and i felt sad for a brief second but
0: uh, I, again I, I still think that's going to be a solid list and solid, something definitely to look at like the very few um green modifications in the game and they just capitalize on it even more with these things um skull squadrons you can fit four of them in a list with fearless a piece so i mean we were literally just talking about how the uh, i4 is could be in a spot with all these generics getting a decrease They're i4 so they can really kind of capitalize on that stuff um taking control of anything that's lower. Like, they could be, like, the new I-5s, because, I mean, there's not really a lot of I-6s in the uh, meta. Especially in hyperspace, they took a lot out. So that's something to possibly take a look at. Um,
2: And that ship ability is still great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, four of those is so much better than five Sabres, in my opinion. Like, this is a really good I-4 ship.
0: Yeah, like, like I just said, I mean, that there is so few green dice modifications in the game um, that you really have to appreciate when you do get it and and know the absolute value that it does give to the game. Um, Fire Sprays did not, you know, get changed too much. Eamon went down a couple points, three points. Crassus went down three points. Boba stayed the same, which is fine. We'll get into Slave 1 in a bit. Dace Arm. Zach, we had a little conversation about Dace Arm today. Ugh! This is, like, they one did. of those ships that they just did not, like, care. They didn't,
3: they didn't care. They didn't care. Like, they didn't even, like, think about this one when they ported it over to 2.0. They were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Not considering that up until Ion Bombs coming out soon, he had no way of himself ever triggering his own, triggering his own damn ability.
0: Yeah, I mean, like... It makes
3: me so furious at the game designers.
0: It's the one thing that pisses me off. I mean, me well, off. wait, his his ability is that, like, it gets more... Yeah, so I mean, after an enemy ship at range zero to three receives one ion token, you can spend three and that gains two additional. Where ion bombs even give it three ion tokens right off the bat, so it's kind of like uh, still useless. This this should be like a thirty point ship. Uh, just give it the spice runner. That is whatever. Uh, I four. It yeah. should
3: just not exist. Like it should just not exist. Like they should like come out on one of their live streams sometime and apologize to us and say like, hey we really wanted to leave the office early that day and head down to the lake have a few beers, so we just copied and pasted that one over. We didn't actually realize that it's totally fucking useless.
0: <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> but not really. Um, so that's enough about this. We don't, we I don't want to talk too much about him. Uh, let's go into the real winners of... I don't even think this is a real winner of it because... I have no idea how this is even going to impact, but Dengar is now 53 points, and the Punishing 1 title went down to 5 points, so Dengar naked with the title is 58 points, but on top of that, they also got the cannon slot, which is kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, do you even want the title anymore? Yes. Do you? Um, like, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right, but it's kind of like, what cannon do you take?
2: Ion cannon, auto blaster. I mean, Dengar, auto blaster, Greedo. That sounds like a nice combo.
0: Right. Um. It, it definitely could. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like the cannon is what, like an ion cannon, is what, six points. Yes. So it's like the title's five points. I know, but then you could have two arcs. <laughs> sure. Um. I I see your point. It's I, I I I at first glance I was thinking about the auto blaster and that was probably it, um. But yeah, so Tel Trevera went down four points, Manaru went down two points, Contractor Stigals went down uh three points at so they're at 41 and then the new pilot is sitting at 38 points which i had a little like as soon as i saw that pilot like i kind of like tested around a little bit and he's a lot better than people are thinking that he's going to be like that is a huge filler ship for 38 points that like it's basically always going to have a shot if you're not is even if you're not shooting at him. like you can't arc dodge him and shoot them like it doesn't exist like it, it's pretty decent like just bring him naked for 38 points and he's like he's a blocker and everything like that like i granted they still can't turn the same way but it's kind of like 56 points for something that's taking up all that real estate um it's something to take a look at again like i'm still not sold on it but the other thing to really kind of note is the illicits went down like a lot of points so like contraband cybernetics is what now two points cloaking devices went down but they, i know they can't take that but it, it's they, they kind of really opened up a lot of like their toys for this faction and i, I like i said i'm not sold on it but it's something that like a 56 point i 6 that can double tap like it might be something to look at um especially in hyperspace where like it looks like they took out like all the crazy i 6 double reposition janky stuff like uh, i believe anakin was taken out of hyperspace in the the delta in the delta correct so i mean like that's something huge to look at because you know you can definitely don't have to worry about that stuff anymore so i definitely want to take a look maybe not so much in extended but definitely in hyperspace um the shadow casters all went down a point or two asaj went down two points ketsu went down two points and the shadow caster title went down two points which is crazy because i know that was being played a ton during worlds i saw so many people taking ketsu with the title and, and along those lines so that that's something that i'm really kind of shocked at maybe that has something to do with the tractor beam
2: yeah, I would think that has to, right? The your right.
0: nerf. Especially that last nerf where it was kind of like large ships didn't get it. So I have a feeling that has something to do with it. Um, don't have to talk too much about them. Uh, Kimogela's, Dalin, and the cartel went down two points. Um, this is the one thing that I'm really excited about, though, is the M3A Interceptors. I know I've said this in the past. I know I definitely vented about it on the uh, deleted episode that when you compare these ships to similar ships like with the same stats like they just don't compare and now that they've they've dropped almost every single one three points uh with the exception of Sarasu and Sarasu went up one point and at first I was kind of like why would they do this and the answer clearly is if the ship count is going to be higher than um it, it obviously makes sense that her ability really kind of will capitalize off of that. So I understand and I'm not mad about it. You know, I, I still don't know if I would take it, but I, I think at the same time, this chassis got a huge buff here. Like putting the cartel spacer at 30 or 25 points is huge. I mean, like I said, Sunny Bounder is a great fellowship at 27 points. Like, you guys will have so much fun when you put that on the table and scream sunny bounder every time it happens like it it is such a great ship i think it it's really kind of maybe like points appropriately now uh and noldra is another great one that i think is underrated at 30 points she's a great uh you know uh munitions carrier because she gets basically almost two double mods and then um after the second attack, I'm saying, and then also possibly a defensive mod if needed. It's something that I really think is also going to define the faction. Um, I know Boba Fett still exists and Fen'Rouse still exists, but these are cool filler ships that are going to definitely uh, impact things. Um, Mining Guild Ties, the generics went down, that's fine. Quad Jumpers went down two points. Um, again, that's probably has to do with the collateral of the change of the tractor mechanic change, uh, but it's something that, like, we still see a ton of small base ships, so maybe this is something that would really kind of impact um, the meta a lot is if these things are cheap enough that they, they can really mess around with different things. Um, the YVs went down, that's fine, and the... Z95s also went down a lot too, which are kind of in the same boat as the M3As. The big things that I really want to talk about though is Han Solo went down ten to 10 points, which is fine. Lando's Millennium Falcon went down to three points, which it was needed. The Slave One, which I know SAR and people were crying for that to point increase, and I might have even agreed with them a little bit, went down a point that one was crazy
2: <laughs> Chris we want to know what you think
0: Chris is mia today we, we think he might be kidnapped but um Zach let me hear your thoughts on your favorite scum pilots with, with the slave one
3: ah uh, feels good it feels good man feels <laughs> real good no I mean I think I think they're still trying to find like the right spot for boba I mean I think outside of a few of us like boba didn't see a ton of play this last circuit i could be wrong but i don't think he saw a ton so i think they're still just trying to like hone in on like what's the right level of boba in the meta so i don't know i think it makes sense i think they were being very aggressive with this points change in general so i don't know i don't don't see it as being that bad right it brings more boba back into the mix cool
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and like looking at like all the stuff you can fit now, like you could like really fit some crazy things of Boba. Um, and I like
3: that it's it's a good way of giving Boba above without dropping his points because I don't think you want to drop him. Right? Like I, I think you want to keep him. I think eighty five is like a really sweet spot for him as a chassis. As chassis, so like I don't know. I th- I think it's the right lever to pull right now to see what happens as far as like bringing him further back in especially when you look at like again like we're to get to this a minute but like some of the things that they're pulling out of hyperspace like he's gonna be needing to come back in a big way
0: right so um yeah so like looking at like the hyperspace list for so we have fang fighters with the exception of old Terror Rock, we have i think a full roster of the fire sprays. Uh, full roster of jumpmasters and M3As are in it, and mining guild ties. They took the Z95 out. Um, oh, they don't have. They
2: took uh, out, out Seavor and. Did took
0: Sure, that's fine, but I mean, they're they're kind of just going to be filler ships anyway. But uh, I think that the scum is going to have like such a nice. Like lineup in hyperspace, especially because they did like they took out Guri the Star Viper. Um, but other than that, like they they don't have like looking at the other ships that are in hyperspace, like they don't have the competition that they used to have, uh, prior to this adjustment, I think. And, and I think that's huge. One of the things I do want to touch base on. Is I, I know we've talked about this, we definitely talked about it in the deleted episode, but um, it, it almost seems like the stuff that was performing well, a lot of people were like, that needs to go up, that needs to go up, that needs to go up. But I, I think FFG kind of took a different approach to this, where like they're like, okay, this is performing at the level that we want it to, let's pull everything up to that level. And I, I think like that really is saying the direction that FFG has taken, at least with this this points adjustment, like, what do you guys think?
2: 100%. Like, the power level is definitely increasing. Um, there, there's just no doubt about it. There's almost no point increases in every faction and tons of, of decreases. Um, and I think it's a smart business move as well, right? Like, people get kind of annoyed when they have a list and all of a sudden now they don't get to use the toys that they want to use. Um, so now they're uh, saying you can still play with your your stuff if you want to it's just everything else is going to be just as good as that was
0: yeah like exactly like my thought process of that as well like you didn't like i know some a lot of people at the game store tonight were like oh well my list is down 205 points and 200 and x points but i think like the real powerhouses list that like they were barely changed like i know certain things that really people kind of express were npes like they Nantex and snare um like and snare did go up where regen went up they didn't go up that much so you can still probably fit them into lists but at the same time like they didn't change much and i think that's okay like i at no point in the past like year have i really kind of said like maybe with the exception of like four phantoms um have i really kind of been like this is a terrible part of the game like it, nothing felt like dash or not dash work uh what was the ghost fan yeah like ghost fan on 1.0 like nothing really kind of felt like that like there has definitely been problems that people will always express with the game but i think the state of the game is completely different than what it was let's say when at the end of first edition and i think that's okay like if they pull all this stuff up we might enter a meta that like almost anything could compete on those tables and um a meta might add a lot more ships like the meta might be completely like robust of things as opposed to having like three to four you know lists per the entire game you know
2: right and it was already a pretty like open meta it seemed right i mean things were definitely getting solved but there were dozens of lists that were competing um and that number is definitely just going to increase after this
3: I also think that they're getting better over time of like spotting the broken things ahead of time. rather than waiting for them to break and then fixing them. Like one thing I just realized right now, I think I might know why they pulled old Terok out. Because if you leave him in, you can take Dengar with punishing one, Boba Fett with slave one and old Terok at 200 even. That's a six, a five and a five.
0: Of Fu, you. you know it's funny. It was now that you mentioned that the very first thing that I looked at was if you could take you could take um, Han in the Scum Falcon, Fenrael and um, Dengar with a Punishing One title, and have seventeen points left over for uh, toys to play with, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly um,
3: like. They're trying to head off, like, some of these things. Like, they don't want, like, triple sixes in
0: hyperspace anymore. Definitely. And, like, that that was, like, the first thing that I looked at. I was like, oh, wait, the Scum Falcon is not, you know, hyperspace legal anymore. But that still leaves me open with running Fenrail and Dengar, possibly, and probably, like, let's see what I can fit with that. Like, so if you run Dengar, uh, Fenrail, Nom-Lom,
2: like, seven M3As... right.
0: So with the title and fearless on, you have seventy one points left over. So you could literally just kind of throw in like a bunch of seeks or yeah, like Nam mom in there, and, and you'll be fine. Like that. That's really interesting. Um,
2: and just dump the title, throw in an ion cannon ter- or cannon, and you'll be even. Yeah, <laughs> you're
0: just set on this ion cannon. Yeah, I definitely think it's the, the developers are in the right direction. Um, but uh, I, I'm fairly happy with the points adjustments we're going to get into the other points on sunday when uh, we record and we'll talk about why first order is going to be the best faction of the game even though i just completely said scum was going to be it (laughs) but um so let's start to wrap up the episode is there anything final you guys want to talk about any kind of things that we missed or might want to touch base on no Jonathan, you got any final things
1: um, are we going to talk about generic upgrades next time?
0: Yeah, or... we'll talk about... Uh, I mean, is there anything you want to hit on generic upgrades?
1: The cannons all went up a little bit. Veteran Turret Gunner went up to 10. Yeah. That's sort of the main...
0: The, the, the main things that we could probably talk about a little bit more in depth. R2 Astromark, we did talk about that went one. Okay. Um, three points for the three agility.
3: Why did Electro Proton Bomb come down? Because it's Why? not good
0: why i
3: know it's just annoying and this means more people are going to bring out the annoying thing
0: sure but it, it, it'll put some spice into your game you f- it'll be fine it's like cilantro some people like it some people can't stand it
3: you and i have different opinions on spices i
0: mean i like cilantro so i do too okay fine uh, Brett, do i some people think like it tastes like i do oh no okay well then so look- we all get guacamole welcome to the cilantro cat podcast um trajectory simulator i think uh, i'm actually kind of happy that went down to six um i know it was in a bad place with death whatever um that stupid punisher death Rain. yeah death, death ring yeah. um but uh, the there's some ships that absolutely needed it like the bombers like there there was they need this upgrade um daredevil went down congrats rick Um, saturation shelving no one was using and then it's all kind of scattered in and out of hyperspace and non-hyperspace we can't go over all that and track it all Um,
2: didn't they say on the the stream today that all the force talents except for hate went down?
1: they did say that
2: like none of them changed
1: (laughs) that is true
2: okay I just wanted to make sure they did say that they did they did 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 hate go down? (laughs) no no none of them went down at all even hate I mean they're all exactly the same liars
0: just like we're going to get four waves this entire year, not including this wave. Um, cool. All right, so any any final thoughts? Anything that you uh, want to talk about before we close out? Any shout-outs, even? Um, all right, so I do want to shout-out. I know, I know FFG had a rough week this past week. Um, so uh, if there is, like, any way that, like, you come across any of them or if you're, you know... Even if any of them are listening or anything like this, you know, we F, we pay our respects. You know, I know it's a tough time, but uh, I just want to pay respects for them. They probably did a tremendous job. And I, I know across the board, I've never had a bad problem with any of the FFG employees. So I, I hope, I wish the best for them in their futures. Uh, any other shout outs? Um, I know Midwest Scrub Podcast, I'm going to email you, check your email. We got, we got, final thoughts on what we want to do and any other things guys nope nothing all right zach thanks for coming back
2: zach it was so good to have you on we yeah. missed
0: you yeah you're gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. like <X-Wing laughs> famous in scotland oh
3: something like that zach so was actually in scotland for, for, for
0: four that. years or four months four years actually four uh, years.
3: time works differently for me
0: time goes a lot slower in scotland <laughs> Alright, uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening. If you're a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon Rewards, we are working on new things. We will try to be sending them out within by the end of January. I'll try to have them all out to you guys. We've got some cool little tokens to send for you guys. And... I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. So we're sorry that we took such a long time off. We didn't mean to. It was a mistake. And I hope this one gets out on time. So have a great night. And thanks for listening.